Hi, I'm Beth Sanders, and welcome to the City Nest Making Podcast. I work with citizens, city government, business, and community organizations looking for practical ways to navigate the complexities of city life so they can better hear each other and make better cities for themselves as a result. In this podcast series, I explore two questions. Who do our cities need to be to serve us well? And who do we need to be to serve our cities well? These words shocked me last month. A caring relationship doesn't require agreements in place about how they'll converse. Here was the situation. A group of people with strained relationships and two people didn't want to have a conversation about how they would talk to each other. The two removed themselves from an opportunity to reconnect when another requested to first talk about how the group would talk to each other instead of going straight to the stuff. I've been wondering what is threatening about having agreements around how a group of people will speak and listen to each other, how they'll handle hot emotions, or how to identify any no-go topics or the topics that need attention to find repair in the relationships. Here's a shorter version of that question. What is scary about having a clear and shared understanding about how we'll talk and relate to each other? I believe that such a shared understanding is the embodiment of care. There are always agreements in place, even if we don't know what they are. Hidden agreements are those expectations that we bump into when others react negatively to our words or actions, or when we react negatively to others' words or reactions. Hidden agreements also surface within us as the inner voice that provides instructions about what to do or not do. Hidden agreements are usually not open to question because there is an agreement to not talk about them. Unacknowledged, they are unchallenged and they run the show. When a relationship is strained and isn't working, I offer, at times require, Agreements as a way to be clear about how we'll talk with each other. Agreements are a way for everyone to be responsible for the quality of our experience and to hold ourselves and others accountable. Relationships are a deeper form of connection beyond mere contact or conversation. They are the territory where we experience joy and delight as well as hardship and difficulties. Relationships are hard work because they require us to work through our expectations of each other. If the agreements between us don't work, are not used, or are not healthy, then we lose connection. And connection is a necessary ingredient in relationships. The quality of our relationships impacts the quality of our agreements. And the quality of our agreements affects the quality of our relationships. Both are our creations, to create and recreate as needed. Agreements are an expression of care because they create the conditions for a group to talk about unmet needs openly. They help us craft love and caring regard in our difference. In the group above, everyone had unmet needs. Everyone had a desire for connection. 
Not everyone was ready to commit to being responsible for the quality of their relationships and find the explicit agreements that would work for them. Here's what I use as a starting point for agreements with the groups I work with. One, we hold all stories or personal information in confidence. Two, we listen to each other with compassion and curiosity. Three, we ask for what we need and offer what we can. Four, we agree to pause when we feel the need to pause. Five, we embrace confusion as a creative space for emergence. Six, we stretch together into our highest mutual possibilities. And seven, we expect something novel, vital, and important to happen at any time. Agreements change as needed for a group. In the example above, a group member was looking for more specific agreements about how the group would speak and listen to each other and handle hot emotions. Without more detailed agreements, that person did not feel it was possible to proceed with a conversation about their relationships. For Christina Baldwin and Anne Linnea, authors of The Circle Way, agreements are created in response to the question, what do we need in order to be fully present to each other to offer and receive contributions, and to fulfill our intention. The agreements I offer here are a starting point. Each group adjusts them to suit their needs. And when relations get tough, agreements are an excellent, but not easy, way to help with a constructive container for the needed conversation. And a quick note, these base agreements are a compilation of several sources. I invite you to explore The Circle Way at thecircleway.net, Heather Plett and the Center for Holding Space at thecenterforholdingspace.com, The Art of Hosting at theartofhosting.org, Terry Patton and A New Republic of the Heart at newrepublicoftheheart.org, and Monica Sharma's Radical Transformational Leadership Work at radicallytransform.org. And you can find a PDF with these agreements in the social habitat guidelines that I will attach to this episode. So why are agreements scary? Having explicit agreements rather than unacknowledged agreements is a commitment of care to the relationships within the group. This commitment is a choice each person makes to be 100% responsible for the quality of a relationship and 100% accountable. In contrast, hidden agreements allow us to make others responsible and take the heat off ourselves. Agreements are scary because they make the quality of our relationships visible. They invite us into the emotional heat of tough conversations about our unmet needs and we like to avoid emotional heat. When relationships are strained, there are unacknowledged, unmet needs likely for everyone. Improvement is needed, but it's never only the responsibility of others. I'm always involved. I've done a little digging within myself about what I find threatening about explicit agreements, and here's what I've found. When it comes down to accountability and responsibility, Hidden agreements allow me to behave any way I want or require others to take responsibility and expect others and myself to enforce unspoken rules. But when the agreements are disclosed, 
then all of a sudden we hold ourselves accountable. Everyone is responsible and agreements evolve to suit our changing circumstances. When it comes to power, hidden agreements help me maintain the benefits of being a power holder. Disclosed agreements mean that we acknowledge and share power. When it comes to conflict with hidden agreements, we avoid conflict. We maintain problems because we don't look at them. When agreements are out in the open, we explore and resolve conflict. And we resolve conflict as new possibilities are identified. When it comes to emotions, hidden agreements allow me to hide anger, fear, confusion, and frustration. I can avoid emotional labor. And I can do emotional labor if I'm the one with less power, I'm the one doing it. And emotions also allow us to behave in dysregulated ways. But with clear, explicit agreements, we can explore anger, fear, confusion, and frustration. And we're all doing the emotional labor. And we enable healthy interactions with our emotions. And we support each other in co-regulated ways. When it comes down to making room for others, hidden agreements allow us to shut down divergent views or dismiss or ignore others' perspectives. With explicit agreements, we can make space for others' experience and integrate perspectives of others into the group. Now, when it comes to the impact on relationships, hidden agreements disable relationships and they maintain existing and unsatisfying roles for people. When agreements are disclosed, we can strengthen relationships and we can change our roles as circumstances evolve. And then when it comes to choice making, hidden agreements allow us to make unconscious choices, allow us to resist growth and development and avoid change. Explicit agreements allow us to make conscious choices and grow our skills and invite change. When operating with hidden agreements, the energy really is sparks of explosions of pent-up energy, but it's also an energy of stagnation where we shrink and hunker down. When we have explicit agreements, the energy changes to be more supportive to everyone to move forward in their own ways. We release new possibilities and we can grow and expand. Now, the motivation for hidden agreements is about seeking comfort and avoiding discomfort. The motivation for disclosing agreements is about moving through discomfort for better and new possibilities. With hidden agreements, we can expect these results. We can expect to pretend things are okay. We can expect to simmer or boil in unacknowledged emotions, and we can expect to maintain the status quo. When we disclose our agreements and make them explicit, then all of a sudden we can expect to celebrate what's working well, we can expect to make improvements, and we can expect to find new possibilities. Hidden agreements allow us to stay in the energy of fight drama. We can stay in Stephen Cartman's drama triangle. Explicit agreements enable us to shift into David Emerald's empowerment dynamic. Explicit agreements help us reach for our highest mutual possibilities by inviting us into accountability and responsibility for our emotions and behavior and allowing us to make explicit what we need from each other and what we can offer to each other.
What we need and what others offer doesn't often line up, but it is helpful to talk about how we feel when our needs are not met. Explicit agreements are scary because they ask me to be accountable and responsible for my emotions and behavior. I may be more comfortable with hidden agreements, such as we will not talk about emotions, no one questions the authority of so-and-so, or you will not rock the boat. Even if I don't like the hidden agreements, if I'm caught in the victim triangle, my identity may be tied up in being the victim, feeling the power of the persecutor role when opportunities arise or of rescuing others. I may resist the empowerment for me and others that comes with explicit agreements because I want to make others responsible and blame others for my discomfort. I may need to be the victim and create the conditions for a race to be the best victim, the most victimized. When I put the responsibility on someone else, I get to avoid my responsibility for the quality of our relationship. Agreements describe how we express care for each other. When we talk about them and make them explicit, we tend to our needs relevant to our circumstances and context. In each group we participate in, large or small, agreements reveal how we will care for each other and the quality of our relationships. To not have them is a means to maintain power imbalances that serve some group members, but not all. Further, conflict is maintained if agreements are not investigated and made explicit. The two people in the group I described above wanted connection, but could not take responsibility for their contributions to the quality of the group's relationship. That's not good or bad. It's good discernment on their part to understand that the conversation the other needed was not something they could do at that time. This, too, is a form of responsibility. If and when they are able, they'll be back. But the group's relationships will be healthier for all parties. Even the search for explicit agreements is a commitment to care, even when it's rough. Here are a couple of questions for you to ponder after having listened to this episode. In this moment, what hidden agreements are you aware of in your world? What explicit agreements are you aware of in your life, the ones that are not hidden? Thanks for listening to the City Nestmaking Podcast. If you'd like to further explore city nestmaking and who we need to be to make cities that serve us well, check out bethsanders.ca. Until next time, build with care. Let's aim to be conscious of how we make these places we call home.